recorded some stuff. Um, it's really early here. I'm going to blame it on it being really early here. Um, and totally made a blooper. Should we keep that? Um, it wasn't that funny. It was fu you, but your, your bar for funny is like unrealistic. I think more Not things true. are funny than you think. Um, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, you think oh, you think you think things that aren't funny are funny. No, uh, I think things that are funny are funny. Okay. Anyways, so <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, you know, boxing. Uh, it's been pretty busy in the month of July. We had like two very very massive fights, but Brian, now it's kind of slowing down a bit. Yeah, the calendar is uh, it's rough after this week, and even this week, um, there's a dud in the UK that we're going to talk about. Um, dud in the making, but. We have two fights that I'm very excited about. One in particular that we're going to highlight uh, in Oscar Valdez and Emmanuel Navarrete. And then you also have Manny Rodriguez, which, I mean, to bet on Manny Rodriguez is a big favorite, so whatever. But I have thoughts on that, and uh, yeah, maybe we'll get to it. Or you could look at my Action Network stuff, because I covered all these fights for them, because ain't shit to do next week. But the week after, Alexander Usyk, and then we'll see what happens in September leading up to Canelo Alvarez and... And Jermel Charlo, because that mm -hmm. might get confusing uh, for some people. Jermel is a Charlo that is fighting uh, Canelo Alvarez. But calendar's slowing down, and uh, we will be having some stuff uh, consistently. Thank you for rocking with us. Be sure to rate and review. Five stars only. I don't tolerate anything less than that. Uh, leave nice comments. And, uh, yeah, let us know what you – and if you have suggestions, you have things that you would like us to cover, talk about, evergreen stuff, whatever, uh, we're open to suggestions. Uh, good ones, preferably. So let us know. Like money, motherfucker. Money be green. Money feel like money. That shit look green to you. All right, we got a massive fight for you this weekend. Before we get right into that, though, just want to say if you like the content that we're putting out, if you're watching these videos, please hit that like and subscribe button. It helps the channel grow. We're also on the audio side. So if you got a couple of minutes, leave a rate and review or, you know, drop us a five star as well. And if you've already done that, thank you so much. We do appreciate you. All right. Well, this is a fight that I've been really excited for. Um, when I took a look at the summer calendar, I was like, this one's going to be a banger. And I was... I mean, obviously, super hyped for Bud and Spence because that was the one. Uh, but I'm also really, really hyped for this fight. It's a world title fight for the WBO World Super Feather. Oscar Valdez and Emmanuel Navarrete. Now, straight up on the money line, Oscar Valdez is actually the favorite at minus 176. And they got Navarrete at a plus 138. Brian, how are you betting this? Oh, man, this is tough. I went back and forth on this more than I went back and forth on Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence, really because I didn't go back and forth at all. I thought Terrence Crawford was winning the whole way. And you know that. I'm not just saying that now because people are doing an overcorrection uh, after the fight being like, Boo. oh, it was a mismatch, whatever, whatever. Like that. Kind it really of wasn't, though. It really wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, Terrence Crawford's that good. Some of us have been trying to tell y'all, even when he was at top rank. And uh, some people didn't want to believe it. But anyway. That's not what this is about. This is about Oscar Valdez and Emmanuel Navarrete. Navarrete, the, the champion who is an underdog, which you don't get a lot in boxing, uh, especially with someone of his resume, three-way world champion, um, prolific power puncher, very much a wild card in terms of his conditioning, <laughs> which he almost it almost bit him in the ass against Liam Wilson. But I've been leaning more often just Oscar Valdez wins this by decision. I just trust his boxing ability more. I think that he's going to fight a smarter fight. I do have reasons to doubt that, though, just because Emmanuel Navarrete not only 
has the strength advantage in my opinion but has a six inch reach advantage which yeah. i think is going to be a very interesting thing for oscar valdez to navigate and manuel navarrete also is just somebody who's relentless like even though he doesn't look like he's in tip-top shape he's somebody who is going to come at you for 12 rounds um he's gonna turn this into a brawl as much as he can oscar valdez i think is gonna feed into that a little bit and give up some rounds in the process but ultimately oscar valdez who has been dropped four times in his career according to box rec if he's able to withstand that and navigate that counter punch successfully and be able to really establish the body early on mm -hmm. i think he'll be able to box his way to a decision that's plus 140 i found it at DraftKings. other books in that plus 120s plus 130 range so you're still getting pretty good odds on that what i think is the most likely bet but i did look at emmanuel navarrete by a stoppage particularly by a late stoppage so i may still buy into that as a hedge i'll i'll watch the first couple rounds of live bet also to see how this goes but going into the fight i felt like oscar valdez by decision was sort of the smart choice and i'm going to lean on the boxing ability despite the physical disadvantages he may have yeah this one's a really interesting fight i went back and forth on it a lot i actually am just making my decision now because i think both of these guys have a really good chance to win and when you take a look at emmanuel navarrete the way that top rank has been pushing him now i'm not talking about conspiracies here but do they want him to lose I don't think so. Like the way that they have been pushing this guy, because you take a look at his characteristics and how good he is in the ring. Like he is relentless. Um, he's going to walk you down. He's going to throw a lot of punches. His work rate is unreal. Um, he gets hit a lot though. Like he gets hit a lot and his conditioning is a question, but he's so fun to watch. As for Oscar Valdez, I mean, we've seen what he could do. That knockout, and I'm still going to talk about it against Miguel Burchelt is one of my favorite knockouts of all time. Mm. Um, you know, so when we talk about power, like he does have power, but I do give the power edge to Emmanuel Navarrete, but Oscar Valdez is very skilled as well. And I mean, we saw him against uh, Shakur Stevenson and uh, that was an L that he took and he won his last fight against Adam Lopez, I think, uh, by unanimous decision. But in this fight, I think we're going to see a different version of Oscar Valdez because at this point, like, I don't think he wants another L on his record. And at the same time, like you talk about the length and the strength of Emmanuel Navarrete, I think this is going to be a phone booth fight. I think these guys are going to be throwing a lot of punches and they're both going to be getting hit a lot. Now, Emmanuel Navarrete, when he fought Liam Wilson, got dropped in the fourth round. And we knew that that was going to happen at one point. And, you know, what he did is he showed us that he can fight through adversity ended up getting the knockout victory after he got dropped and everyone was like oh my god Emmanuel Navarrete's down like they were shocked right because they didn't think that would happen against a guy like Liam Wilson Wilson and it did and it's just because sometimes he just puts himself in dangerous positions and he takes a lot of hits and we saw what Oscar Valdez did to Miguel Burchell right you just need to land that one and we know that Oscar Valdez despite the fact that he's been down um we've seen him be resilient so I'm taking a look at this fight. I'm taking a look at the attributes. And both of these guys are so fun to watch. But I'm going to roll with Oscar Valdez. And I know this is crazy, but I have him winning by knockout at plus 400. I think this is the fight where Emmanuel Navarrete gets exposed, like really exposed for, you know, being careless defensively. And I think Oscar Valdez is going to make him pay. I know those odds are crazy, but I think this is the fight where Valdez gets the knockout. And I think there's some really good value there at plus 400. I thought about it. Yeah. I really, I looked at it long and hard, but I was like, mm, 
I don't I don't know, but that's something that I feel like if if you're rolling like a decision either way, you can see how the first couple rounds play out. And if you see too many defensive wolves on either side, I think you could jump in and win by knockout uh, or bet the knockout rather for whoever you think is going to win. And I think the boxing specials that some of the sports books have, FanDuel in particular, if you look at some of those, I think you're actually going to get a couple that are realistic that are these long shot sort of fun bets that you sprinkle a little bit on that actually might hit. There's a couple, a knockdown in any of rounds, basically one through six at plus 500. I'm Ooh, probably, yes. I'm probably yes. t- for this fight. I think that's worth it. Um, we've seen Emmanuel Navarrete, as Chantel mentioned, go down in round four to Liam Wilson, who is not Oscar Valdez. And Oscar Valdez gone down a few times in his career. So I think that's something. And then you have like the other ones where it's like Oscar Valdez to win and round whatever to start. Emmanuel Navarrete win and uh, to win and whatever to start. Like, I think this is a fight that goes on for a while. I don't think yeah. this ends in the first six rounds. I think it's a war for a while. But I think if you're Oscar Valdez, you don't want it to be a war that much because it's the, it's the unique fight where the guy with longer arms who's bigger also is going to fight, make it a phone booth fight. And Oscar Valdez is going to have to figure out a way to sort of make this last and drag it out because yeah. he is probably going to come in the more conditioned athlete, in my opinion. He definitely is. And we know how good Oscar Valdez's conditioning is. I think this is going to be a war, man. Whoever wins this fight will definitely earn it. I do think if it's a knockout, it's going to be in the later rounds, even 9 yeah. through 12. I would take a look at those odds as well. I don't think this is going to be an early one. But I do see both of them probably being dropped in this fight. Like, I'm not going to lie to you here. Um, but I just think Emmanuel Navarrete, he's so careless at times. So fun to watch. But I think this is the fight where I'm giving the edge to Valdez. So here at the Mandatory, we definitely want to know how you're going to be betting this fight. Are you rolling with Emmanuel Navarrete or are you rolling with Oscar Valdez? Let us know in the comments below. And I do want to say we had um, a little bit of a discussion during our live um, for Jake Paul and Nate Diaz that we were possibly going to be doing a live if we had enough people drop comments. We only had like two, I think, one in the live and then obviously one on one of our videos. But if there are lives that you want us to do, drop them in the comments because the more comments that we get, we'll be able to do do them. And we don't even need like 100. Like let's say a, a good number is like 10. Yeah. Right. So if you really, really want us to do a live for a fight that you're excited about, let us know. Um, Drop some comments below, because, you know, if you want to do it, we'll definitely try to make it out for you. All right. So we're um, we're also both we got we got busy this weekend anyway. So it's like we probably wouldn't be able to do it. But yeah, in most cases, like Chantel said, like, just let us know. Let us know what you want from the show and we'll try our best to sort of accommodate the people who've been with us since day one, because it's been a Our day ones. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're coming up on six months now and uh, the channel's grown a lot and we have a lot more fun stuff that we're planning on doing to grow it even further. And we're going to need you guys help to do that. So definitely let us know what you'd like to see from us. All right. So let's move on to the next fight. I don't want to spend too much time on this. Cause I don't think there's a point. <laughs> Me neither. Um, <laughs> Anthony Joshua and Robert Hellenius, Anthony Joshua straight up on the money line, a minus 2000. Ugh. And then they got Robert Hellenius, the dog at plus 1000. Of course, this isn't the original fight uh, that we thought was going to happen. Uh, Anthony Joshua was set to take on Dillian white. And then of course, uh, Dillian white had to withdraw because uh, we, we all know what happened. Okay. We all know what happened. Um, and of course this happened sometimes in boxing. Um, I personally wasn't too excited for Anthony Joshua and Dillian white anyways, 
I'm happy it's not Anthony Joshua and Derek Chisora. Um, but we got him and Robert Hellenius. And Brian, what are your thoughts on this? I don't give a shit. We could probably end the video right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, Imagine honestly, if we did. It just, like, <laughs> just end the video. It just ended at that. <laughs> like, this is, this is awful. Um, so Robert Hellenius is coming off a win in a 15th century castle in Finland uh, where he beat some undefeated 6-0 and dude by knockout uh, in, like, round three. And this was Saturday. So a week later, he's going into the ring with Anthony Joshua. And the last time we actually saw Robert Hellenius, because I don't know who watched that fight, but the last time we actually saw him, he got knocked out in the first round against Deontay Wilder. On the third punch, Deontay Wilder landed in the fight in October of last year. So, Anthony Joshua, if you don't knock out Robert Hellenius very early, we're going to look at you sideways. And Anthony Joshua um, has the advantage of, well, everything, but also the fact that Robert Hellenius has been knocked out multiple other times in his career, including to Gerald Washington, who's also on this card that I yeah. looked up. That was interesting. Gerald Washington, who has five losses by knockout, five losses all by knockout, lost or defeated Robert Hellenius by knockout. So, no excuses here. Anthony Joshua, you better get this done within the first four, six rounds. I would say first four. Yeah. Uh, Robert Hellenius has been knocked out in the first, sixth, and eighth round of his career and also was outboxed in a wide unanimous decision by Dillian White, who is no longer – I don't even know if we're going to see Dillian White again at this point. Um, so, yeah, cool. Um, glad that they figured out an opponent on short notice, I'm sure – more people would have preferred Andy Ruiz. Oh, yes. Included. Yes. <laughs> I, I know that the, the mechanics of that, like the, the business of that would have been difficult to pull off on short notice. And Robert Hellenius was already in Europe and whatever. But everyone would much rather see Andy Ruiz versus Anthony Joshua. So we'll see. Anthony Joshua wins. He keeps him moving. Oh, yeah. The betting portion of this. I mean, by knockout, it's like minus 400. So who cares? I mean, if you love it as a parlay leg, I'm all for it. If you want to put $10,000 on it for whatever reason, because that's going to happen, sure. I would say just look at group round betting, one through four, one through six, if you could even bet it, because it's not even available in every state. But uh, this sucks. And um, this is third on my list in terms of fights I care about this week, uh, or fight cards I care about this week, because we just talked about Oscar Valdez and Emmanuel Navarrete on the show. We also have Manny Rodriguez versus Melvin Lopez for the vacant IBF Bantamweight title on Showtime. And uh, Puerto Rican alert. Manny Rodriguez is going to win that fight. Puerto Rican alert. <laughs> a PR alert. We got to have that. Um, whenever that happens, you should just have blue uh, and uh, red lights just flashing. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll make sure. I'll make sure to get um get the rights to some Bad Bunny license I could use for like five seconds. We'll figure it out. That. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah, I don't care about this fight. Uh, I just. <laughs> I just think at this point, like, I understand why AJ was trying to fight Dillian White. And now I'm just like, oh, it's, you know what? Like, let's not just sleep on Robert Hellenius. Like, he does give you entertaining fights. You know, he's going to go in there and try to, I know. But you know he's going to try to go in there and land some big shots. And here's the thing about Anthony Joshua is this is actually a pretty telling fight for him. Like, when we talk about the losses that he's recently suffered – like, he's not in that conversation for, you could say he's top five heavyweights, but he's not, like, the guy in the heavyweight division, right? You got a few guys in front of him. and I so, think most people have him fourth right now. Yeah, and I can see that. 
And so for Anthony Joshua, if he doesn't have a stellar performance in this, like if he doesn't get the knockout, you said within like four, I think within six, because I don't think Anthony Joshua is just going to go in there and boom, knock him out because we haven't seen that version of Anthony Joshua in a very long time. True. And so he has changed the way that he boxes. And so this is going to be another fight under Derek James. And I want to see what type of Anthony Joshua we get. So I think he's going to put on a little bit of a show, but he should get it within the sixth round. Like it should happen within six. And if it doesn't, then yeah, we're looking at you sideways because you should be two piecing up Robert Hellenius, period. Right. And if this doesn't happen, it's like we are going to have more questions. And then I'm sorry, if you were to take on Andy Ruiz, then I would go with Andy Ruiz. I mean, regardless, I would go with Randy, Andy Ruiz, but that's just me. <laughs> I mean, regardless of what happens in this fight, I'm, I would rock with Andy Ruiz to win that fight. I did look to see what Anthony Joshua was by decision. Let's just say that uh, those are very much plus odds. Oh, my uh, goodness. Oh, I, didn't if, even see my, I didn't even see my bet yet. I didn't even see my bet yet. My bad. I'm going with the Joshua rounds five through eight if you go to the alternate group really? setting. Um, at FanDuel, it's a plus 190. So I did find some value because I don't think it's going to happen like one through four. I just, I don't see it. I think he's going to be boxing a little bit, getting into a groove. Robert Hellenius is going to be throwing haymakers, like getting a little bit tired after the fourth. And then I think it happens within like five through eight. Um, it should I'm, happen five through six, but like if it doesn't, like I'm not going to be surprised. I'm not like, even, gonna, I'm not even going to title this video, uh, Anthony Joshua, Robert Hellenius predictions. I'm going to title it, Does Anthony Joshua, uh, or Is There Pressure on Anthony Joshua to Knock Out Robert Hellenius Early or something can, like that? Can I be real with you? I didn't even know we were going to cut this separately. <laughs> it's not, I don't think people are checking for this preview. Like, I just don't probably right i think we're just talking about it because like it's it's anthony joshua yeah i mean he's he's one of the 10 biggest names in the sports still and he he, he, yeah i mean like let's be i'm an anthony which is why it's probably worth cutting on its own anyway but yeah okay fine we'll cut it but i I don't know i don't know if you want to like edit this part out but no uh, we're gonna keep this part okay okay (laughs) because because if mandatory we're gonna keep it real here we're gonna keep it a little bit raw at times you let us know like are you excited for this fight like when i I left that on the community poll and people are not Actually, let me pull up those results. But yeah, yeah. I would say uh, with this fight, I, I'm I'm leaning Anthony Joshua one to six because like you said, it, it has to come early. I was surprised you did the five to eight, but I'm not because I could just sort of see this like linger on a little bit and then people get nervous and it's like, oh, like what's what's really happening here? So we I dropped a couple community things and we have it up. <laughs> Do you care about Anthony Joshua versus Robert Flamius? 287 votes. Mm-hmm. 80% of people say no. <laughs> See? Like how many, uh, you know, I'm not going to be surprised if we get like 10 views on this video, if we cut it, I'm just saying that it's not an exciting fight for boxing fans. And it, that's no. just, is what it is. And, and when, even you know, when, even when, sorry, even when we had uh before, cause I wanted to mention this, Anthony Joshua, Dillian white. Are you excited about that fight? No. 60 some percent of people were like, no, no one like that was a, that's the thing. It's like, I don't care about him fighting these fights. It's like at this point in your career, I understand why it's the fight that you're picking. Cause you probably want to tune up before you fight a guy like Andy Ruiz, or if Deontay Wilder happens, like if we end up getting those fights, um, if we ever end up getting Tyson Fury and um, Anthony Joshua, like, I don't know if we're ever going to get those fights. I do think Ruiz and AJ is possible for some strange reason. I feel like that's more likely to happen um, because I think there's less ego there. To be honest with you, I also think there is a possibility where we could get Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. And I think that's the fight that a lot of us 
want to see a little bit more than Andy Ruiz and Joshua again for a trilogy fight. Uh, but at the same time, like, I I don't care for these fights for Anthony Joshua, like Dillian White and Robert Hellenius. Like at this time, it's like, how many more fights do you have left in your career? Because AJ doesn't have to box. He can literally sail off to into the sunset right now if he wanted to. He could beat Robert Hellenius and be like, yo, I'm out. Like I, I bodied him like under six or whatever, you know, if he, if he ends up doing that, but if he does it, it's like, there's going to be a lot more to prove. There's going to be a lot more talk about where is AJ in the heavyweight division. And then there's going to be talk if he can really beat any of the top guys. And he's in his, his mid thirties also. So to your point, I mean, look, I, I want to see, I want to see these guys fight. I've been wanting Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua since like 2017. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it still hasn't happened. And I'm like, it, these guys, like. Can I be he, honest? I, I, think, I think that's a bad fight for AJ. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I, you know, like, I get it. But just the AJ, the version that we've seen, like, it's just, it's not what it used to be when we saw AJ back in the day. You I think I mean? more people, to your point, when we have these discussions back then. I think more people would like, oh, AJ is all around better. He's just going to beat him, whatever, whatever. But post Andy Ruiz, post Alexander Usyk 1 and 2, particularly the first one, and seeing Deontay Wilder, how he's like, he's he, went to, it, man. he went to war with Tyson Fury, but like he still won. He nearly won one of those fights by a knockout and even dropped Tyson Fury in a subsequent fight. Like he, yeah. he was competitive with Tyson Fury more than people realize even though he was getting out boxed for much of that he was very competitive in those fights and he just knocked out robert lanius with three punches yeah, so <laughs> you if, know if anthony joshua doesn't do it within three to five like we got questions <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean um and so that's kind of the difference of it but also it's like remember when anthony joshua beat klitschko and yeah. everyone was like, this is this is that guy. Like, I just don't think that's the same Anthony Joshua. Like, he hasn't really been the same since Andy Ruiz beat him the first time. And then it's been, like, switching trainers and, you know, all of this, uh, leaving Robert McCracken and all of that. And I think he's in a better spot with Derek James. But I just don't think we'll ever get that version of Anthony Joshua again. And then we get, like, this stupid fight with him and Robert Hellenius. And I'm like... Okay, like, whatever. You know what I mean? But nonetheless, it's boxing, so we're going to watch regardless. <laughs> and the last thing the last thing I'm going to say is Deontay Wilder. I'm on Deontay Wilder watch right now because we haven't seen him since October and coming up on a year without fighting. I I wouldn't be surprised if we turn around and, hey, Deontay Wilder versus Andy Ruiz is actually the fight that PBC puts out in October we after should. Canelo Alvarez and Charlo, which I don't know what that would mean for Anthony Joshua at that point. Um, but I... I would love to see Deontay Wilder versus Andy Ruiz, even though I think Deontay Wilder beats Andy Ruiz. I think Andy Ruiz is competitive in that fight. Ooh, I think I would take Andy Ruiz in that fight. I know Deontay Wilder's got that power, but just that speed that Ruiz you, you has. Lo you'd love Mexican fighters. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm by, I, I'm, I do I'm, also, but you really love Mexican fighters. I do. They're, that, that, that was, they're my favorite fighters. Like I'm not going to sit here and lie. That's your um, favorite style of fighting. Yeah, Yeah. so they, they are my favorite fighters. And press the speed of Andy Ruiz, the skill. Um, okay, I'm mad biased. Obviously, you can tell this, but they are my favorite fighters. Don't say that on the show. Jesus. I don't care. It's the truth. <laughs> like, if you watch the mandatory, you should probably know I usually roll with the Mexican fighter. I usually do. Like, we go back and we check. Like, I'm always usually rolling with the Mexican fighter. Um, okay. it's fine though because people get confused and think I'm Mexican anyway. <laughs> so, we we had that. Think, who do you think won between Trinidad and De La Hoya? I think Trinidad won. Okay, good. 
Okay. Um, but <laughs> I was rooting for Oscar De La Hoya because I told you his impact, obviously, well, yeah, on, the, were, on the You were a child at that time. Like, but, you know? but still, like, growing up as a kid, like, he was still that guy, right? Especially if you grew up on the West Coast and, like, you, you know who I was spent... rooting for when I was five of, of years course, old. Of course. Of course. I was a little bit older <laughs> than you, though, too, right? Because, um, like, when you're watching something at five, like, this is, like, We'll cut this part out, but um, we'll, leave for, <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it for the audio people. But I remember when I was like five and I saw Mike Tyson fight Peter McNeely and he came out <laughs> to to Redman time for some action. And I remember seeing that as a kid and be like, this is the fucking coolest thing that I have ever seen. And a he song instantly, that I still work out to. I do, too. Um, instantly became my favorite fighter. Like his entrances were just dope. Right. But that's like a vivid memory that I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like one of those things where it's like, I, I appreciated Oscar De La Hoya for sure. Um, I want to watch that documentary. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet either, but I did watch the Andre Ward one, uh, which I thought was very, oh, very good. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. Um, but by the way, if you like the content, please drop some comments below, uh, like, and subscribe as well. And for everyone that's been rocking with us, thank you so much. Uh, we do appreciate you. We'll be back with some more content next week. And we also have some really fun ideas coming up, uh, within the next uh, couple of months as well before the end of the year. Uh, so make sure to rock with us. If you're also just on like a podcast app or something, take a couple of minutes. If you rock with us, search up the mandatory with Brian and Chantel and, uh, leave us a rate and review. Give us that five star and, uh, thank Thank you so much, Brian. Any last words before we get up and out of here? Um, no, just enjoy the fights this week and don't go broke betting on them. Yeah.